It is Tuesday, the 14th day of March. Spring break, my butt. It's in the 30, <laughs> right. it's in the 30 degree range. What's going on here? Is there a lawsuit possible to... Who would you sue? This is just <laughs> wrong. That groundhog? Well, oh, I don't yeah, know. It's uh, People are in Florida and stuff, but we're not. And you're not. Well, you might be. But um, everything is taking a step backward. And the forecast for the upcoming weekend has it down in the 20s. So those of us who have things in bloom are getting kind of tense about this. But just maybe we hope that there's a little more rain for this week at least. But uh, the chilliness is making the middle part of March a little bit sketchy. Um, now, Easter is a Sunday this year, right? Yeah. And it's April 9th. <laughs> yeah. So don't start planting anything in pots in the ground until the middle of April, they say. April 15th. Because it's otherwise you're going to, it's just too early. So wait. It was 80 degrees, what, twice last week? Mm-hmm. So That's calm great. down. We all got the spring fever, and then it, but it doesn't, uh, it's not really springy around here much. So, but you're off school and your kids are out of, you're going nuts, I know. So, uh, good luck and have a nice day as best you can. Uh, various things in the news. Let's just look back briefly in case you weren't paying attention, which I'm guessing most of you were not. Uh, everything, everywhere, all over the place, all at once, won every award at the Academy Awards. Every one of them. Even for Best Animated Short, which is just, it, that's not true, but still. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Wesley? Uh, it, it's, it beat Lord of the Rings Return of the King for the film that won the most Oscars in one go. Well, ah. it, won, it, it won Best Film, Best Director, Best actress best supporting actress and actor and a bunch of it won it won seven in total uh i didn't realize that they had a best film european or international and in that one uh the one that i watched for two and a half hours which is a it's a it's a war movie it's an epic uh all quiet on the western front won four uh elvis won nothing I guess that little Tom Cruise airplane movie won something for, I don't know, something. But my wife said, do you want to watch this with me? And I said, uh, I know exactly how it's going to go. There will be Jimmy Kimmel being a wise ass. There'll be some people uh, doing songs. And there'll be lots of hugging and thanking and all that crap. And I just don't need it. And I didn't watch it. I checked occasionally on the computer thing what was going on. And it happened every time. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic. She won Best Supporting or Best Actor, Best Actress in that same movie. She was the only Caucasian person among the Asian cast, and she was sweet. And her 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 parents, uh, Tony Curtis and um, what's her freaking mother's remember. name? I can't remember. I read it today. And I Janet remember. Lee. Janet yeah. Lee. Hello. So she comes from Hollywood blood, and uh, she was really sweet. And she won last night. I I also found through these 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 horrible speeches where <clears throat> they're all nervous and they want to thank everybody and their mama. There's a list of words here, the most commonly used words in Academy Award acceptance speeches from 1939 to last year, oh my 2022. All right, here we. I will do them as long as I can because they get tinier on the screen. As it goes down, the first word used the most 
it's two words. Thank you. Then, Academy, Film, People, Great, Love, Award, Years, Tonight, Wonderful, Work, Honor, Maid, Life, Crew, Make, Family, Wife, Time, (laughs) Movie, Bitch, Good, World, Friends, Man, Amazing, Members, Picture, Your Mom, (laughs) Cast, John, Director, Making, Support, Incredible, Beautiful, Lot, Worked, Grateful, Behalf, Films, Mom, Dad, Father, Ladies. Somebody should have just done that speech. (laughs) As their speech. <laughs> that would awesome. Been, yes, that was just half of them. Uh, <laughs> evening, bless, brother, play, daughter, effects, loved, bros, short, Howard, speak, stories. Man, if, if you had gotten your voice higher with every word at the end, only dogs could have heard you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, there, there's hundreds of them. So that is coming gone. And. Everybody, I saw there, there's a dude that refers to himself as a brutally honest critic. And I saw, I read a piece on Sunday about this before this all went down. And he said that it took him four times to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. And it was a labor. Huh. I tried it once and I mentioned on the air. Yeah. And I used the phrase, it was a, a whizzing uh, fizz of nonsense. I, I just didn't get it. And it's a time travel movie about their daughter trying to... I I just couldn't get into it. And somebody said it was a stoner film. Well, I could have done that too had I known, but I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) Well, Well, that's not usually in the advertising. Yeah. No, get high before you watch this. Eat a gummy. Uh, But anyway, they won and congrats. And it was an evening of diversity, at least uh, for them. Uh, I thought the whole thing was a laborious, another three and a half hour waste of time. But uh, we'll see. ABC had it on. The ratings haven't come out yet, but there was nine million last year, which was really bad. So we'll see how this goes and if and if this thing has a future or not. So the Oscars, they have they're done, and I wonder if any of you cared. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is how you look at that. Uh, Tiger basketball has been a big topic the past couple of days. They'll be playing this Friday night. Let's see. They're playing in Columbus, Ohio against Florida Atlantic. It'll be 8.20 our time. So that's coming up after they had a fantastic weekend. Getting to Lane by 40 points. They were on something. They just went nuts. And they beat Houston yesterday. So that was <clears throat> fun to watch them beat down the Number one seed, Houston. So that was good. And uh, there's so much other stuff here. There's a new, we're going to play you in a minute, uh, a trailer from the new animated Agent Elvis. And it's really funny. It It'll is. be up on, on the Facebook page this morning, too. So it's it's extremely funny. I don't watch that much animation, but this was is really entertaining. With McConaughey doing the voice of the king, it's 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 really entertaining, and along with that, some stories about Priscilla and Graceland and Riley Keough, her granddaughter, and the troubles they're having over a contract. Also, we'll tie into that Daisy Jones and the Six, which stars Riley Keough, and man, does she have it! She is something else, and Sid has a piece about a. This out this this uh, TV show on Amazon Prime <clears throat> puts out episodes. There were two on Friday, and I watched them just back to back because it's so um, 
it just sucks you right in. I'm addicted. And the music is just fantastic. And they, um, it's all their original music. And one of the tunes was inspired by a Fleetwood Mac song, as is, I think, a good part of uh, how Miss Keo performs on stage. It's really a great show, and she is a star. So Elvis World, we'll get into that in a moment and uh, look at what's going on with uh, all of the Elvis Graceland issues and, and problems. And we'll play a song now, and we'll come back. And I'm trying to find what the dang song is. What, what is it, Wes? It is Chris Christopherson, Sunday morning, oh. coming down. Oh, what a nice, upbeat, one of the saddest, most depressing songs ever for Tuesday cold morning. Enjoy, Chris. This is Drake Digital. Agent Elvis is coming to Netflix, and I didn't really find that very intriguing until I saw the trailer, and it, it <laughs> makes you laugh something. out loud. It's mm-hmm. pretty damn funny. It premieres Friday nights on Netflix. Now, this is an animation. Matthew McConaughey does the voice of Elvis. Don Cheadle plays a character. I'm not quite sure what his spot in this is. Uh, uh, Elvis's wife, Priscilla, plays herself in this role. In this trailer, she's not there very much. The monkey that Elvis had, what was his name? Oh. oh, it starts with an S. Scatter Sk- or something? Skeeter? Scatter. Okay. Uh, and Wes said that the voice of the monkey is done by who? By uh, the same voice that does SpongeBob, if if I've read it right from the uh, oh. from the trailer. Uh, Johnny Knoxville is in this thing. Uh, Niecy Nash, you know her from various comedy shows. Uh, Kate Wilson, Tom Kenny. Uh, but, the, but, but the main voice, and it's evident that it's Matthew McConaughey, Uh, But it's up on Facebook. It's really worth the time. It is a hoot. Here is the new audio from Agent Elvis. Ah, Elvis. You were the cultural phenomenon. You started a revolution, sonny boy. Viva Las Vegas! Who are you people? What is all this? The chance to weaponize rock and roll. Time for Elvis to become an agent. Viva Las Vegas! I'm not stealing from the president. It's not stealing if it's not his. Same way it's not murder if you do it with your eyes closed. Now go. Loving the weird energy right now. Kick-ass spy gadgets. Insanely dangerous. I guarantee a very abrupt, violent death. Your journey is the journey of America. And at some point... You make out with a nun. Where are we going again? Don't worry about it. And we're leaving scattered here by himself. Now that we may want to worry about. <laughs> Your ass needs to see a doctor. And I mean like a ton of Cocaine Tuesdays? Love it. It's like Taco Tuesdays, but for awesome people. <laughs> Don't you think? 
somebody wants me dead. There's that biker gang from last month. Well, not after that explosion there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is, oh, and seeing this trailer, what's so funny is he's telling the warning about not buying coked up hookers to the monkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Scatter. Yes. Uh, it's even better when you see it, but it looks really funny. I wonder who the animator is. Do you know, Wes? I don't know the name of the studio, but I saw that it's the same people that did the very fantastic, visually stunning and award-winning Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie about oh. three or four years ago. Well, it looks really... I mean, it's something that I'll watch, and I don't watch much of uh, that kind of stuff, but I'll watch that, and it looks really oh, amusing. yes, totally. It starts this Friday. I want to, uh, on that same note of beginning Friday, this is off of the Elvis note briefly. Uh, there is a new documentary coming out on Friday on Disney Plus. And I didn't really remember the association between you two and David Letterman. They were friends from their early days. And uh, they enjoy him just being around him. There was a time that he had them on his show every night for a week because he loved this band so much. And so in preparation for the release of the new album, which also is on Friday, where they do a number of songs um, in a new style, their older tunes mm -hmm. reworked. Not to be confused with the album they have coming out that is a rock and roll, a harder rocking album. Correct, Wes? That's, that's what, that's yeah, what I'm... They have, they're just you know, laying the thought groundwork for that uh, new album, though. That's right now they're concentrating on the new thing. Well, this thing is on Disney+. Plus. It's called Bono and the Edge, a sort of homecoming with Dave Letterman. Hmm. Uh, Dave and Bono and the Edge are in Dublin. Uh, with longtime fan Dave, uh, well, and some guy that's uh, interviewing them, uh, a director, Morgan Neville. And so this is going to be, uh, I can't imagine what it is, but they've been around and been friends for a long time. And they both love Dave and wanted to bring his humor and his affection for the band into this documentary. And so Dave said, you know, sh sure. So um, absent are Larry Mullen and... Adam Clayton, uh, but it's Bono, The Edge, and Dave, and some dude who is the director of the thing. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, during it, they write a song for Dave. Oh, cool! And they he does he thinks that they're just kind of you know being being jokesters, but they they uh, play it for him. It's called Forty Foot Man, and he's shocked and uh, kind of emotional about it. So. That's on Disney Plus on Friday, Agent Elvis on Netflix on Friday as well. So all of that, back to the world of Elvis. Well, first of all, the show on Amazon Prime called Daisy Jones and the Six, which I brought up last week, because Sid sent me a text and said, you, you might want to watch this. And I thought yep. I might not either, because I don't <laughs> think it's going to be very good. It's a rock and roll band you cliche. You always doubt me. <laughs> Band makes good, blah, blah, L.A., rah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. And it's fantastic um, doing part to the, this could have either been a really big bomb or a really big hit. And I'm going to go for the latter because they're, they really, they put four shows out first. They put out two this past Friday, which I just, uh, just got right into. And this young lady, Daisy, played by Riley Keough. 
you can't take your eyes off of her. Um, and the, it, she, she has a face. It's kind of hard to describe because as you watch her, uh, the, the, uh, just the beauty in her face, you see Elvis, you see Priscilla, and you see her mama, Lisa Marie, mm-hmm. all at once and at different times. And it's kind of emotional. The eyes are her mom's, which were Elvis's. Not the same eyes. That, that'd be just too creepy. But it really <laughs> is a captivating. And the other part about it, as pretty as she is, the male co-star is even prettier. Oh, I know. He's a beautiful guy. <laughs> Sam Claflin. And he is British. And I don't know where this guy came from. But, man, he is good and just great looking. And they're a hell of a team. And they're adversaries at first. But we know where this is going to all go. So there have been six shows now. Two, I guess, every Friday on Amazon Prime. But it is worth the time. It is, it's, an, it's a well-done thing. And Sid tried to watch the, the uh, consultant but couldn't hang. you got to keep trying. It's eight half-hour shows. It's very unusual. Okay. It's just And to this weird. day, I can't figure out what I saw. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, I don't know if that's my problem or if I thought it was going to be something else. You've got to keep watching it. It just uh, jumps into Waltz, this weird thing. It I does. like him, it, though, I think. It, it, it jumps right into it. But once you see what happens and once you watch all eight shows, you'll, you'll be okay. shaking your head. I trust you. And I tried to tell my wife what it's about, and I sounded like a moron. Because you can't, you, you can't, you, it's hard to explain it. It's just right. different. Yeah. But you've got to keep watching because it gets weirder and weirder. So okay. it's on, on Amazon I'll Prime, try. too. I also knocked out uh, the last six episodes they released on Thursday of the Netflix show You. Also one of the most intense things in a long time. Uh, season four. Hit number one the minute those shows came out. Now, season five is likely. If you haven't watched that and have the time to do it, I can't explain it now. There isn't enough time, but it is about a stalker kind of dude who's normal, you think. But in reality, he falls in love with these women, and he ends up killing them. And it's, I don't know even how to tell you, but it will hold, it held me through four seasons. And for me, being ADHD and can't sit still very long, that's a feat. See, me too. Re- I would really, like really that, good. but four seasons, I just don't know. But it sounds I good. I did it. I did, every, I did the first three, then season four came out last month. They released five shows and released five more this past Thursday. And it was number one immediately on Netflix, so somebody is watching it. And it is a twist and turns and... It's it's uh, it's it's something else. It's just different, as are all of these shows that I find to be so. In- they're just weird. Maybe that's why I'm I'm kind of drawn to them. Although I could not hang with everything all over the wall all at once with your mother. I just could uh, not hang. I, I well, just I'm glad you not... said that because now I'm not going to waste my time. Even though I like Jimmy. Lee I'm Curtis. telling you, and my wife turned it on. I guess I was napping, and she tried, and and she probably. Well, if it is a, a stoner film, she was on it, I guarantee you. But she couldn't <laughs> hang either. Well, that uh, it, really... It was just, I just, I, I maybe missed the point. It was too 
fastly weird. I just I, couldn't. I haven't seen it. The only thing I've read about it, is, like that, it. is that it was the story of a woman tr- being ripped through the multiverse of different universes yes. trying to find a reality where her parents loved her or something. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm into that. And, well, that makes me even matter because Elvis didn't win crap. The Elvis well, movie did not win crap and they were nominated for like eight. Uh, cinematography, I thought, might have been the one that they won for because it was just a, such a you know, gorgeous film on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, these shows, it, the more that I live and the more that I get into more, just, just more kinds of art, and there are so many different choices, the more I dislike the idea of you know, pitting artists against each other for a little piece of statue thing. I think it sucks. Yeah, because they're because they're they are all great in their own way, but America's you know nature of being competitive has always been in play. But with art, I think it's it just gets kind of sketchy when you pit great art against great art and call somebody the winner. I, I'm less inclined to watch any of this crap anymore, and I didn't last night, and I'm. I'm Three and a half hours later, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. Was I guess y'all didn't, y'all didn't care either. Yeah, it was on, on a Sunday night. So y'all, y'all didn't watch it either? No. I might have seen, we might have put it on for 30 seconds, and my husband said, oh, the Oscars are on? And I'm like, Yeah. Eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just really couldn't hang. But that's over with and done, so we'll move along. The other Elvis story is this. Um, when Lisa Marie died in January, uh, she had redone her will or something and she didn't make her mama the beneficiary or the executor of the will she made her daughter the um that executor she also had two life insurance policies for 35 million dollars and so Scylla got involved here right quick claiming that the contracts and the signing of the will was witnessed by nobody the names that were signed on there were the they didn't match um the, it was just a mess there was it wasn't even notarized so she is challenging the fact that riley is now in charge of all of this and the estate in the contract priscilla kept a small piece of record sales merch uh, graceland just all the estate uh, part of the money and so the story goes now is that Riley has locked her out and banned her from Graceland, Jeez. which sounds like bullshit to me off the start. That's her grandmother. That's Elvis's wife. Yeah. So one story says that, the next story says that that is, is entirely untrue. So nobody knows. And I would suspect that Priscilla is going to uh, somehow, let's say, you know, she'll, she'll fight this in some court although they hope to get it done out of court. I think she thinks that Lisa Marie did this not really in her right mind, because she wasn't. So that's uh, a story to follow. But Riley Keough, all of that nonsense aside, this kid, this young lady, is a freaking star. I have a Watch daughter, Daisy I Jones. I, <laughs> it's, it's hard not to. It, oh, no. It's just that face, and she can act and she's just something else. And yes, she was, as you mentioned last week, in one of those Mad Max movies. I don't know if that was a so. new series from, 
but she's been in, you know, some things. But boy, at 33 years old, she has honed her act, and she is oh, yeah, a yeah. great talent. I hope she and does well. Yeah. That face is, it just makes you think about her granddaddy, her grandmother, and her mother as you mm. watch her talk. It's it's something else. Wes should, should see it too, but he probably is busy doing something else. <laughs> There's lots uh, how of did things your, going on. How'd your podcast go? It, you, uh, it went well. I thought it was, uh, was very good. It had lots of little audio clips in it. I... Uh, on this last one, asked if anyone has any ideas about what they'd like me to look at and grade, and then uh, let me know. The uh, text line and the email both work for that kind of thing. And I'm laying the groundwork for the new one for this Friday, and I'll reveal what it is when I'm absolutely sure. 878-9420. It is also on our website and wherever you get your get your podcast too, right? Yes. It's available, as is the new one from the, the uh, Jones Boys. The yes. Lawyer Bill podcast uh, ran one time. We should put that up again sometime. Mine ran yesterday at noon and at seven last night. I heard it. I liked it, and I did it. I liked it too. I listened. I and love my the son. Now uh, it was it was really well done. Not thanks to me. Thanks to my son who who <laughs> produced the entire thing. And it really is cool. It's about the best selling rock album in American history, The Eagles, their greatest hits, which covers the first four albums. And you forget about some of those songs and how powerful they were. And when they, when it came time, as I mentioned in this, 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 this little show, they fought tooth and nail to not have this album released. Greatest hits, that's bull. We are, we aren't going to do it. Yes, they did. They had to. And thirty-eight million sales later. I'm sure they go, oh, yeah, but the, the, what a great idea that was. Wow. We were on top <laughs> yeah, of that right. one. 38 million later. So that's on today at, what, 2 o'clock and 1 o'clock tomorrow. Because you Actually, can't Wednesday get that. Wednesday and Thursday. Oh. Okay. What's today? Tuesday? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's on tomorrow and Thursday? Yes. I can't keep up with any of this. <laughs> and it's It'll between be on the Facebook. and it's great. And Wes, okay. I heard yours and I laughed. And I want to see that show now. Okay, but it's good. on, what? What is what is Velma on? Velma's HBO. on HBO Max. I don't have that. But I loved it. I laughed. And, and HBO Max is going to change their... We have more um, entertainment mm-hmm. stuff to do. But we'll do a break first and come back because there's more to talk about um, with Daisy Jones and the Six because they are... They are Sid has a piece about them being inspired by a Fleetwood Mac song, I believe. There's mm-hmm. news about Skinner, about Springsteen, about other entertainment type issues. We will do that in a moment after we uh, get into music. Is this Genesis? Yes. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Peter Gabriel. This is Drake Digital. All right, back to it. There's a ton of um, music news and concert news and things happening in that world. Um, Leonard Skinner. Uh, they, they're the last guy who was ever in that band originally. Uh, died last week, Gary Rossington. And Sid's story says they've already played a gig. Huh? Greedy they much? Played, I, they played Sunday at the Florida Strawberry Festival in wherever Plant City, Florida is. Was Gary he on stage and a chair thought, propped up? <laughs> no, but they were showing video, uh, like uh, home video and concert video of him during, I think, Tuesday's Gone. And, you know, 
and doing a doing their form of a tribute and you know writing on facebook and posting about how just they his legacy lives on forever and everything like that on the screen but i would have thought I'd give us some money that it, that it would have been a little that's just me I, right that it would have been a little i think it's longer. a little quick too soon yeah yeah if they had so, it if they had the gig signed, the, you know, set up and the contract signed, they had to play and get their money, I guess. This band has never known when to quit, like some other ones. But nobody in Kiss is dead that we know of. Um, well, Gene may have been a, for a long time, but... <laughs> he lost yeah, who, would, who would even know? It's him. Would, <laughs> he couldn't even <laughs> tell. <laughs> so Skinner got the money, and now they're going to just... I, they probably will keep on going and do, pull off this, you know, tribute thing for real now since they're all dead. And it's a real, <laughs> real bad cover band. Well, not bad. They got Medlock still. and So, whatever. Um, Springsteen's band has been struck down by the COVID. Uh, since that tour began, they've had problems. Niels Lofgren had COVID. Steve Van Zandt had it. And they've missed. They canceled their last three shows, right? There, You know, this story does not say COVID. It just says illness. Oh, it's COVID. Uh, I but read it the is story. their third. Okay, well, you you might have a different version, but yeah, they 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 postponed their third in a week, set, quote due to illness, and it's kind of I guess people have thought um, these posts on Twitter or whatever, like what's going on? They're you know not freaking out, but whatever. But then Stephen Van Zant posted, "Look, no need to be anxious or afraid. Nothing serious. Just a temporary situation. We will be back in full force very soon." So they had to vid. Yeah, they got it. Um, was passed around. That stinks. And the first time it happened was week before last, and Van Zant missed a show. And I guess that Niels Lofgren covered all the guitar parts, but uh, they've just been, that, that's a 19 piece band in close quarters. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've, been, they've been kind of giving it to each other, and they keep, uh, keep but they'll make up the gigs. It's Oh, yeah. It's Van okay. Zant tweeted, postponed, we don't cancel. That's what he tweeted. <laughs> Heck no, because they're the E Street band, man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I saw some some video over the weekend that looked really good. It was there's a new tour afoot, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks, which seems like kind of strange company to me, but it was really sweet. And they played. It was in some gigantic arena, maybe in New York. I'm not sure, uh, but Stevie opened the show. Hmm. And played all of her hits, and she broke into the song that Tom Petty gave her in 1981, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Yeah. And she began the song uh, by herself, and then all of a sudden, Billy appears and sings Tom's part. That's so cool. Cool. It was fantastic. And then she sang a piece, one of Billy's... Uh, little-known songs. She sang with him, and it was just gorgeous. And then I guess the encore dedicated to Christine McVie, she sang Landslide with pictures of uh, Chris up on the big screens. It was really, really cool. And um, a packed house that sang along to every word. It was just very well done. But I, I guess they're out to tour this summer all around the country, so... Two icons on the stage together. Love to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that in my own self. Uh, and there's a, a, I had this story, and Wes does too, about a tribute show coming up uh, for Jeff Beck with a pretty impressive lineup. 
Yeah, just so far. Uh, it's Eric Clapton and friends who have announced this all-star Jeff Beck tribute. Uh, it says concerts. It, there's, it looks like they're all going to be going on at uh, the Albert Hall yeah, in London. And it's the 22nd, 23rd. So there's at least two scheduled for this. They say they right now uh, don't have a lineup of everybody that's going to be in it and probably won't until it gets closer to when it actually happens. But the names of people they say are interested include uh, Eric Clapton, of course, Gary Clark Jr., Johnny Depp, uh, John McLaughlin. Depp's uh, on it, yeah. Yeah. Robert uh, Robert Randolph, uh, Rod Stewart, Josh Stone, the Tadeshi Trucks Band. Uh, and a couple of people from the Jeff Beck bands, and it's uh, it looks like it's going to be a really fantastic couple of shows, and I expect, it doesn't say anything about any recording of it or streaming of it or anything like that, but I'd be surprised if that doesn't end up happening. Albert Hall That's isn't awesome. that big, as I remember. That isn't a gigantic venue. Well, but... you know, it was built in the Victorian age when only the proper people went to such venues, right. and there weren't all that many yes, of them, Alan. really. Yeah, up the up in your balcony. What did what did John say? Rubbing your jewelry, yeah. <laughs> so we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's 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 pretty cool. Um, I saw this line and Wes grabbed this story too, and I have to. I have the exact same question. The Who are doing a new album, and it's followed by why. Now, <laughs> see, that's that's not quite it. Because, What's the point, is what it said. Right. And what happened was Roger Daltrey, who was doing some sort of uh, benefit show just on his own, was asked, so when's another Who album coming out? And Roger Daltrey said, What's the point? What's the point <laughs> of records? Oh, okay. So even Roger okay. Daltrey is not sense. interested is in right? another Who album. He said, we released an album four years ago, and it did nothing. And it's a great album, he says. I heard it. There were like three songs off that album that I really, really liked oh. from uh, Who was the name of it in all capital letters. So he's has no apparent interest in doing any more new Who material. Uh, Pete Townsend, on the other hand, two years ago said that he kind of has some ideas for new music, but that was two years ago. He's had plenty of time to work and we haven't seen anything. So yeah, I, I, I don't expect anything more from the who. And if we, if we get nothing else from the who that last album was a good final album for them to end their career on. I have no memory of it. Never heard any of it. Don't know. You, I, I know you heard some of it because I linked you some songs that I thought were good. He ignored Maybe me. I hit delete. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't remember don't that. Need- they just need to. I mean, I saw them at the uh, at the forum, and they were excellent. Now I had never seen them before, but I'd always wanted to, and they still got it. And they were with an orchestra, and they were great. And just do that as long as your energy goes. Who? I mean, gosh, how old uh, are they? Uh, they don't need anything uh, new. Well, everybody's old and and getting older. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Rolling Stones. Speaking of old people that rock. Right. I saw this story too yesterday, and it also uh, dispelled the illusion we've been under for a long time that they haven't done anything new since that blues album. I totally ignored or uh, didn't ever know about this song that was released a couple of years ago. I missed this entirely. 
actually, now they're being sued for it. <laughs> yeah, over it. We right? actually we it, we did pay attention to it for a moment because I remember we put up the video on our uh, Facebook page or and and or on our website someplace. It was the uh, tune "Living in a Ghost Town." And they during out COVID, yeah. During COVID, and so it seemed really, I guess, an appropriate move to, uh, for, for, to them to release this thing. But yeah, right. they're being sued for copyright infringement about it by a songwriter named Sergio Garcia Fernandez. He performs under a different name called Ang- Angel Slang, and he says that the Stones quote misappropriated many of the recognizable and key protected elements close quote of his own competitions. Two of them, in fact. Uh, so sorry, in a song called Seed of God that he sent, he says, to the Stones. And I guess never heard anything back from him, but he says he heard Living in a Ghost Town, and he claims he recognized the vocal melodies, the chord progressions, the drum beat pattern, the harmonica part, and hmm. on and on many, many more things. So he's suing them for hmm. uh, a whole bunch of money. Well, there are two ways to approach this. First of all, there are only 12 notes, uh-huh. as we have said, ad nauseum. <laughs> There are only so many chord structures. Um, he, now, the Stones got sued before over uh, the song was Anybody Seen My right. Baby. Right. And Katie they got Lang. sued by Katie Lang because they did use the chord structure and the melody enough to where they didn't pay her any money. They gave her songwriting credit which means that she gets part of the dough. Yeah. And, the, and, and the song was a kind of a hit. Now, this also explains why that you that uh, any, any label, small or large, back in the old days, let's take uh, Tom Petty, for example, which reminds you a little bit of the Daisy Jones and the Six and that journey, where they drove from Pittsburgh in a van, the entire band, to Los Angeles, uh, Tom Petty and his guys drove from Florida to L.A. to shop their tape. Back in those days, and they pulled up, I guess, to MCA and to Capitol Records and walked in and left a cassette tape with somebody in the building. You can't do that anymore for that exact reason. Because if they're turned down, they say, no, nah, this tape sucks, and in two years... Some other artist on the label is cutting one of their songs. Well, they're just out of luck. That's why all that nonsense stopped a long time ago. So how did this guy give the Stones a tape? He got it to them through some mutual friend or something and didn't obligate them to do shit except maybe borrow the song. And But I can't see them doing it consciously. Sometimes no, yeah. this kind of theft is a subconscious thing. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, if you're in that position where you're Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, you're not going to listen to something like this and say, that's really good. We should rip it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. see them doing that. No, uh, it sounds like one more frivolous lawsuit. But what will happen is they'll go to go to a courtroom and they'll play the Stone song and they'll play this dude's song. And decide right there. Uh, but the song was a stiff, as I recall. It didn't get much airplay. So even if they were to give him the, some kind of you know credit on the songwriting, he won't get anything because there's nothing from nothing. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, like Billy Preston once said. So there you go. A lot of rock and roll stuff. Uh, in a minute, 
I live for the moment that Beavis and Butthead arrive back in my life. (laughs) They're my heroes. Uh, They're coming up. And uh, there's some other things here I got to get to. Let me see here. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, America's happiest cities. We will look at where we is around here. And it's not in a good place, I'll tell you that. And uh, just some other nonsensical news that we specialize in here. Now, any texts you want to share with us, 878-9420. That includes ones for Lawyer Bill on Thursday, all right? Back in a momento after we play a song. I love this girl and this song. Amy Mann, this is You Fall on Drake Digital. Mike Judges, Beavis and Butthead, Season 2. What does it mean, Season 2, and what is this story about, Wesley? It means that apparently you missed the entire first season of Dang this re- renewal of Beavis and Butthead. What was it on? It was on Paramount Plus, and it is again. Oh. Oh, I didn't. I don't have Paramount Plus. Well, maybe you ought to get it, because uh, <laughs> that's how you see Beavis and Butthead, and I know you want oh, you man. some Beavis and Butthead in your life. And it's coming back again April 20 is the premiere date for season two. And it says it could not be more fitting because it's April 20 and you do the math. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So I'm sure that wasn't an accident. Have they aged or gotten any smarter or no? Uh, I sure hope they haven't gotten any smarter because that would just be a drag on the whole thing. (laughs) They're smoking their cannabis in these uh, Mirsham pipes and wearing tweed jackets going, oh, dear. <laughs> Look, I got hookahs now. Who could this possibly I, be? Oh well, anyway, I got to get Paramount Plus because yeah. I I added Apple Plus back on because Ted Lasso premieres. Is it the fifteenth? Is it Wednesday or Friday? That's back this week too, and there's a show on there too, season two of uh, Slow Horses with uh, it, it's it's a great cast. Uh, Gary Oldman and others, but Beavis and Butthead, Paramount yep. Plus, set in the present day, and so they're consuming and commenting on TikTok videos and I guess other streaming services and doing well, what they used to though. do in the uh, '90s, uh, only today. Well, it's hard to beat that stuff. It's just hard to beat it. <laughs> so I got to add that now, and I wonder how much a month I spend on. Maybe it's it's probably under uh, under about a hundred bucks. I added another new service. This weekend, Apple Plus. So now I have everything but Paramount Plus. What is HBO doing, Sydney? With I saw this story briefly. I don't know what HBO now ever was. Well, I yeah, me, I, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't understand the story. Apparently, Explain. there was a, okay. So all back in the day, you know, the two big ones were HBO and Cinemax. Everybody mm-hmm. had both, right? Well, uh, sometime there was an HBO Go. And an HBO now. Well, Where? those are gone away. I don't know. I, I don't either. know. I didn't have them either. But <laughs> you've heard of HBO Max, though, which is around yeah. right now. Yeah. Right? I got well, that, they, sure. Yeah. And you like it. I don't have it, but I mean, I'm sure it's great. I just, I'm cheap. Well, they have, HBO has merged with Discovery Plus. And oh, yeah. they, because they're trying to get some, some paid subscribers because Netflix and Amazon and everybody's eating them up. So, Discovery says, okay, HBO, the name HBO, the legacy name HBO, which everybody would know and think used to be huge, they don't care. They don't want it, and they feel like it doesn't get people's attention anymore, so they're just going to be called Max. 
Huh? And I'm like, that reminds me of Cinemax, not HBO. Uh-huh. And then my husband, when I saw this story, said, well, didn't HBO own Cinemax? Now, I don't know yes, about that. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Did they? Eventually. So, yeah, all these people own everybody else. It's really hard to keep up yeah. with who owns what. Um, HBO was, I guess, the really first most important thing with movies. Mm-hmm. It was the huge on, deal. On yeah. cable TV. Mm-hmm. I remember some of those shows... Um, a long time ago, and then they had Max, but HBO was the go-to for series and for movies, and uh, they made some of their own stuff, and then they, I guess their biggest moments were The Sopranos, and what was the other one that was a, about the, it was shot in the jail, that was a huge uh, hit. The, uh, not The Wire. Uh, yes, The Wire. Oh, The Wire? Yes, okay. The Wire. Oh. Um, yeah. But then Cinemax and Showtime came along after them, but to so they so they're going to call the cable version of HBO Max just Max or the pay version Max. Uh, I maybe the pay version, maybe all of it. They're just getting rid of HBO. I think completely. It's twenty dollars a month. That's a bad it's, mistake. That's a great brand. So that's stupid. It's twenty dollars a month. It said it's projected to have better video quality and possibly other improvements. Prices could stay the oh, same. Blah, blah. Lower priced ads. We all have high def color but, TV. But please, they just yeah they just don't Discovery doesn't think that the HBO part of the name attracts customers and they're they are uh, I guess combining with Discovery Plus and its reality programming should add subscribers. <laughs> Great, this what? is just another not... corporate decision that is stupid now, and yeah. confusing. I have a question though, Sid. Is this for the streaming or is this for the you know cable? Cable. Hmm. I, uh, the one that I saw didn't plus, define that either. So it says it always says job. service. Yeah, all it says is service. So it doesn't. Nice say press release, dickheads. It's very yeah. confusing. Yeah. HBO. If they change HBO as its you know basic self that's on the cable TV, that's one thing. But to call, but to change it all to Max, my first thought, like Wes said, is Cinemax. Cinemax. That I know. But, but HBO which was, Max which differentiates it from HBO. H- yeah, well, Cinemax to me always was second fiddle to HBO. But maybe that's oh, just yeah. me. But but yeah, <laughs> I mean, your HBO I thought was a huge name. You could bank on it. It was great. Sure, it lags behind. Do I have Showtime. I guess okay, Netflix and Amazon and Showtime. Uh, Disney Plus right now. But <laughs> okay. But you know, I got Showtime I on here. Do we have Cinemax? Cinemax. Is Cinemax even still a, a channel on cable? I didn't. I don't. I know. I need to. Yeah, the that. Omen's on, but I'm not paying for it, so I can't watch this om- little a devil dude. <laughs> shit. Uh, the Omen. How old is? Please, Gregory Peck and and Devil Boy. Yeah, I well, that's a dumb story. We need to look into that further because that's just wrong. <laughs> you don't dump a brand like HBO. That's like I'm telling. That's why I freaked out when I read it. I'm like, what? It's like calling you know Disney Mickey or something. It's just not right. Okay, I'll just, Although it, I, it, it makes more sense than, than just to drop HBO entirely. That's just dumb. I know. Okay, I just Googled it. Is Cinemax still around? As of July 2021, Cinemax and sister channel HBO maintain exclusive licensing agreements to first run in library film content from the following movie studios and related subsidiaries. Warner Brothers Pictures Group. Okay. Everybody owns too much. That's why it's all going to the dogs. It's too confusing. There's too much of it, and it'll begin to eat itself like it is already doing. 
because Disney's having some problems and Bob Iger is trying to fix that. He wants to knock down the prices at the parks because they got too high because they're greedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. they have too much content on Disney Plus and they need to make a little bit more clear what they do and what they have. And they've not they've just made it into a mess um, as these people are all doing that. There's, just, there's too many things to choose from and some get left behind. But to change the brand of HBO, it doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, uh, nothing yeah, does. We'll come back and look at uh, the happiest American cities. You can guess now where Memphis is if you want to. Um, and we'll do that. And uh, also a little follow-up, a funny story about, oh, this drag thing in Tennessee and Billy and no. his dress and all these other a-holes that are just so clueless and uh, self-absorbed and uh, trying to play to them and pander to the other dumb people that are, boy, they're everywhere. And I will never again, if I don't have to, go to Kroger for any reason, the one on Goodman Road. Went yesterday, complete cluster in that store. It's a joke. And they won't ever advertise here, so I don't care. They they need to get a grip because it's awful. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Kroger. Here's a great song by Phil Lanott, the voice of Thin Lizzy. The day that Elvis died, he wrote this song called King's Call. Here it is on Drake Digital. What do you believe is the happiest city in America? Hmm. I, I don't, I, they include in this, in this story, uh, cities big and small. This is Wallet Hub, who specializes in these kinds of polls. And they do them continually, and they look at various cities at, for various, in various topics, most educated, most obese, uh, whatever the case may be, and they look for, uh, and they, about 180 is their usual number of surveyed American cities. This one, they went to the biggest ones in America, 180 of them, examining 30 metrics in three main categories. Emotional and physical well-being, which covers uh, how long you'll live and how happy you are, depression rates, your physical health, how much sleep you're getting, not enough is the answer, income and employment, think households that make about 75 grand annually, job security and commute times, and your environment and your basic community setting. And they also break down divorce rates, how much park land there is, how much average leisure time residents have each day, and they combine all of those metrics into one big happy fun list. So this is not a big American, uh, it's a town. It's Fremont, California. Okay. I don't I even know where Fremont s- is. I, I don't that, either, that, but that, I was that, thinking mountains and or coasts. Yeah, so I, was, I was guessing some little town with like 125 to 150,000 people. Well, that's them. Oh, that's that, that's, that's <laughs> old uh, Fremont there. Followed oh. by, oh, they're number one in emotional and physical well-being, as you would expect. Good weather. And I guess they're not stuck up there with all the snow and stuff now. Number two is San Jose, California. All right. Uh, of course. Number three, surprisingly, Madison, Wisconsin. Now, they are south of Chicago. They're kind of a suburb, aren't they? Or are they a little bit uh, farther away? But they have winter and they have snow and ice and messes, but... I guess overall, everybody is relatively happy and secure and makes good money. 
Number four is Overland Park, Kansas. I lived there. Really? It's a suburb of Kansas oh, City. Wow. Were you happy? Uh, that was a long time ago. No, I was not. <laughs> no, I wanted to okay. burn it down and still would. But um, it was a new um, suburban type sprawling expansion of KC pretty much. Um, it was okay. And I guess that they have expanded and grown, but uh, they're, they're uh, number four. My youngest child was in fact born there. So... Ah, I have okay. some good memories of that. Number five, San Francisco. Although they're really? going to be in the in the ocean <laughs> soon, I find that hard to believe because of the issues they're having yeah. with homelessness, and uh, they're having some real problems in that city, I, as is most of the, that that state. I guess though, if you can afford to live there, you're in that bracket of income that is really yeah. happy yeah, because you've happy. got a whole yeah. lot of money. My sister lived there for a couple of years, and she loved it, but she eventually just couldn't afford to keep living there. It was insane. So in the good parts of it, it's you know artsy-fartsy and beautiful and a nice climate, but um, as it's just, you got to be, it's like living in you know midtown Manhattan. It's too expensive. Number six, Irvine, California. Okay. Columbia, Maryland. Sounds like a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big winners, I guess. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I don't know. I don't know a thing about it. Me neither. We don't Potatoes. need more than one Dakota. Just lose either north <laughs> or south or both and call it Dakota. Next, you're wasting states. So but I don't know what they have to offer, but it must be okay. <laughs> Fly over. Uh, what? Fly over. I said sorry. I was thinking of Idaho when I said potatoes, but I mean same thing. It Dakotas, Idaho, it's, it's, Idaho. It's the same thing. It's a bunch of fields and and I don't know. <laughs> Uh, South Burlington, Vermont. Sounds romantic and full of snow and Probably cold weather. Pretty. Number 10, Burlington, Vermont. What is this, Helena, West Helena? Give me a break with this shit. <laughs> That's not fair. Memphis, West, it's Memphis, It's the same freaking town. Come on. South Burlington and Burlington, please. They probably hate Me- each other. Memphis, West. Yeah, they, they have a, you know, like we do duels all, all weekend. Trench between the towns. Memphis, West Memphis. I mean, come on. Now, now that one though is is legit. Helena, West Helena, ain't yeah. stupid. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Here's your least happy. Oh gosh, in the south. And they're all except for one. Well, except for two. All right. Least happy. One seventy three down to one eighty two. Least happy. Gulfport, Mississippi. Now that I. That's a bastion of vacation place for everybody around here, isn't it? All they 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 got they had they have never recovered from all of the oil spills. Remember all that oh, stuff? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They've had some oh, bad times down there, so I'm not sure how that has has impacted their their tourism money or not. Columbus, Georgia. It even sounds depressing. Number one seventy five, least happy because it's a shithole and a racial nightmare jackson mississippi they can have it it's a piece Mm -hmm. of garbage augusta georgia i don't know why but it's Hmm. not very happy number 177 memphis tennessee which is last in income and employment (laughs) go us i thought and number one in crime yes Mm. It is depressing, isn't it? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to dwell upon it, but gosh dang it. 
Number 178, Montgomery, Alabama. Alabama and Georgia are on a roll yeah. for suckage. Uh, 179, last time I checked, this city was in Ohio, but they still suck. Cleveland, last in, in a community and environment. It's an industrial town with no parks. That's And blue-collar workers that work hard and a bunch of crappy sports teams. Thank you. Number 180 <laughs> is Shreveport, Louisiana. 181, Huntington, West Virginia. Last in emotional and physical well-being. That is one of the most <laughs> backward-ass spots in America as it edges up to East Kentucky. And that's where your real down-home, washboard-playing, toothless, inbred... <laughs> <laughs> they are all right in yonder, having a he big has. old time. They're just cutting up, drinking moonshine, and they don't care uh, about no emotional well-being. And physical, pff, what does that mean? Number 182, not in the South, last time I checked, Detroit, the least oh, happy American gosh. city. Wow. Yeah. They have tried and tried and tried to revive that city, but it is a, it is to no avail. Uh, it's, it's, it's a strange one. Too bad. All right, uh, we will come back in a bit. I have some other things, as do the other kids here. We have tons of stories for today and tomorrow. And Lawyer Bill on Thursday, 878-9420, for texting and for asking Bill questions when he shows up here on Thursday. The Clash, join us now. London Calling on Drake Digital. The news over the weekend uh, was diverted away from politicians and their stupidity because of the uh, unnerving crash of a gigantic bank in California. Mm. And this has got everybody a little bit on edge. This bank uh, in 99, 99, in uh, 2022, had $209 billion in that bank, the Silicon Valley Bank. And the majority of them were uh, techie uh you know, startups and companies like that that were getting off the ground. Well, in a shock that really shook the world, I guess, uh, the the uh, Fed came in there and shut them down over regulations on Friday. That hadn't happened in a long time. And at one point, past couple of years, they were one of the they were the, in the top ten of most uh, flourishing banks in America. But the interest rates being re had that have been going up, up, up. Uh, somebody made the comment that eventually that something had to break, and that was the first one that broke. So over the weekend, all the news was about that the that uh, Biden and bunch better fix this because if not, come Monday, you're going to see uh, a a systematic bank crashing that would just that would just destroy this entire economy. So there were some nerves about that, and then last night. They came to some kind of a, a conclusion and a solution to uh, verify everybody who had lost money. At one point on Friday or Thursday or both, people were, uh, every minute, they were withdrawing out of that <laughs> bank $42 million. Yes. Just yeah. over and over again until they went into overdraft of a billion dollars. So something went very, very wrong there. So the government hopped in and fixed that. And now yesterday, another bank went belly up. 
and tomorrow there may be more. And so you're watching all the markets go nuts and your finances are, it's kind of making you nervous about what went on Sunday, Monday, and today what will happen. No one knows yet, but it appears to be sketchy. So don't be nervous. All the experts, for people like us that have no real money, it's no big deal. And regions isn't going to just shut down. But it was a big story, and it dominated, and it kept these idiots out of that makes that just say dumb stuff all the time out of the news. Not for long, though. And I found this one before all of the crashes Sunday and yesterday. Are the banks going just, you know, down? Awkward apology follows provocative posts in Tennessee. Uh-huh. As you may be aware of, Governor Bill Lee, who was once photographed in a dress in 1977, proudly signed a uh, ban on drag shows being done in public because we don't want to harm the children, which just that in itself is the most ridiculous thing anybody has ever heard, and everyone knows it, including them. But they're catering to some kind of, I don't know, these backwoods people that just don't understand. Therefore, they fear it. And it's, but then when you start doing stuff like this, people come out of the woodwork who have, uh, have a past and or who have misused and or abused stupidly and done something on social media. Billy has taken his licks and... That maybe had been a. Bad <laughs> uh, the lieutenant governor uh, made some comments, uh, given the new anti-LGBTQ laws. This fellow is pictured in this thing. He's a he, he's a big old, a good old boy from Tennessee, and he got his hand over his heart doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, God bless him. He's hiding behind his flag and the Bible like most of them are, and he had to apologize. Randy McNally. How you doing, Randy? I'm really, really sorry if I've embarrassed my family, embarrassed my friends, embarrassed anybody in the legislature with my posts. You're asking yourself, what did Randy post? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the R's who presided over the lawmaker session approving bills outlawing public drag shows which does not imply that it doesn't mean that those in drag are gay. Let's make that clear too. I don't know how it works. I don't, I just roll, you know, hetero. That's been my thing for a while. I may change though. This is all sounds so much fun, but drag doesn't mean that you're gay. Anyway, he apologized for posting admiring comments on photos posted by a gay model online. Using his official state Instagram account, mm -hmm. he liked one photo in which the 20-year-old, very hunky boy, seemed not to be clothed. That means he was naked. And he put oh. three red hearts on it. He then put three on fire emojis on a close-up photo of the man from behind in which he was wearing his underwears. wonder if they had something on them like hearts or <laughs> teddy bears or flames. He commented that the model who refers to himself in the post as a prostitute 
McNally said, in quotes, you could turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. He's the fucking lieutenant governor of Tennessee, and he don't thinks he'll get caught on his account on the Instagram (laughs) posting his love for this homo model. But what's what's the (laughs) kicker is that there's not really much to apologize for. But... (laughs) He's associating, he's, he's associating with a, with a homosexual and liking his butt with flame emojis. Oh, I, I misunderstood things. Well, shoot him now. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're not related, but isn't the timing a little bit suspect, you dumb... <laughs> yes. You work in we, the government. Got, you should not got, be on the... We have laws against LGBT. We don't want to offend the children, but this dick white, who likely <laughs> has kids, is putting up hearts and on fire and turn a rainy day in a sunshine on gay models. And he thinks that no one's going to see that shit. He might as well be watching porn at work. Well, it doesn't matter. He obviously is. <laughs> yeah. Does, I mean, if he, had, if he had liked, you know, uh, I don't know, some Claudia Schiffer photos and put said the same thing on, on those That's photos. That's what men do, man. He would have never had to apologize. He shouldn't feel any <laughs> compulsion to apologize yeah. now. So, yeah, he, the yeah. timing is, so, is suspect a little bit. They can see yeah. it from the space station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been probably for a man in his position using the state phone for his Instagram to make any comments about women or gay guys, gays, gays, guys. It'd have been wrong on both accounts. This model, Franklin McClure, I'm going to look him up in a minute. Um, see, he thought that it was the guy was a total hypocrite to post comments like this while supporting the LGBTQ organizations. And so Mr. McClure, you might deduce from this, might be a closeted gay man himself, but he is the lieutenant governor of Tennessee, so he's (sighs) untouchable, right? He says he hopes this does not bounce him from office. He wants to bounce from his office into this guy's butt. (laughs) That's what he wants. (laughs) I can't determine that he... That was sarcasm is what that was. Yeah, that was great. It, it, this is why, you know, this is what keeps me up at night. But it's stupid. It's a waste of my energy and yours. And I didn't. And this, this, show, this story was nowhere else to be found anywhere. I was gonna say I've never talked about homos and drag shows and oh Lord, we can't have all that. <sighs> Any comments about this? Next, they'll be at Kroger. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to tell this story? <laughs> well, you teased it. I want to know. Uh, well, I don't like... You did tease I, it. I treat people as kindly as I can because I, I realize that you're in a in a crappy job making 12 bucks an hour and you hate it and you're 19 years old and you don't want to work in the first place and but your mama made you get a job and you don't want to and you hate it. Um, the, the, these poor kids up, up, up at, at, uh, Walgreens, Walgreens is going through some kind of a meltdown too. They, they don't have enough. They, they can't keep people on the job. They can't give them enough hours. I'm in there about twice a week and I hear these horror stories endlessly. And 
It's everywhere you go. But Kroger has had endless problems. It may be just this one store. Because there are some of these stores that operate well. There's one left in Horn Lake that is the same size as the old ones used to be. They always have everything in stock. They're polite. They're competent. You can get in there and get out, and it's not an issue. This one on Goodman Road is, it's too big. It is entirely unorganized. Uh, it's understaffed. They don't have enough checkers, enough baggers. And I read one story about them having a hiring freeze. That was in January. There was a story some weeks ago about how they they had fired a bunch of managers and people on staff, and they were trying to hire them back uh, with phone calls oh, and right. and some emails. <laughs> but it is a it is a it's a disorganized mess. So yesterday, my encounters, I I wasn't. I didn't wake up in a bad mood. I don't think I might have, uh, but I had coffee and I went up to get some stuff from, from, from this place. And I was going to buy some smokes at the service desk thing and pay for them right there. I had a cart yeah, with a few things in it. And so I usually pay for them there. There was somebody new behind the cage and she asked the manager <laughs> girl, could I do that? And she looked at me, this lady who was wearing her tea. I, I won't even go into her color or her attitude. Uh, but she said, now you got to pay right here. I said, you guys should make a rule and stick to it because it changes every time I'm here. Oh. And this store is a nightmare. And the girl that was, and I said, this is not your fault and I'm not being mean to you. I'm sorry, but this is a joke. And she mumbled, it sure is. So I paid for him. Now I get all my other crap and go up to do the self-checkout, which, like Wes says, they should pay me for to do that. I love the crap of out of that, but go ahead. <laughs> but I went to the one that has the little, you put your stuff on it after you do it, and it rolls down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To where, yeah. To where the bags are, to where a baggage person should be, a bagger, Right. Because you don't want not to put a, your pickles on not, top of your bread, sure. They have bags there, and it's for people to bag the gosh damn groceries. To my left are four more of those places, and there is a girl not five feet away from me as I watch my stuff roll down toward the bags. And I'm thinking, why don't you get off your dead ass and put some this stuff in the bags? So I pay for it, I walk, and I'm, I'm starting to seethe and... Think about ugly things like how this place would look on fire. And <laughs> so I, I turned to her and I said, um, is someone like you supposed to be, you know, bagging this stuff up? She said, I don't know. Really? I said, well, why? I said why don't you bag these groceries up? I was, I, cause, cause I don't, I don't know. I don't have to. And I, uh, I feel like a jerk now, but I said, this store is a fucking joke and it sucks. And she turned and just walked away like I was one more crazy old white man. And I am. No, but no. it's bullshit. That is not good customer service whatsoever. It, okay, but, but, anywhere. but not that's good. why. Wow. 
where is this? I'm going to find this before we bail. Um, okay. Yeah. U.S. consumers appear to be angrier than ever. Really? <laughs> National Survey finds that they're dissatisfied and retaliating, and it's all on the rise. If you found yourself angry at a company or a customer service rep, hello, for one reason or the other, a new survey suggests you are very much not alone. People that report a problem with this uh, is at an all-time high in the National Customer Rage Survey. <laughs> Why haven't they called me? <laughs> Call me. They? Call me. They, they know where you fit in this you know, category. They don't have to kill you. They're just. I am not proud of that behavior, and I I never do stuff like that. I am not that kind no, of guy. I know you don't. That it, but that's. I but I just I I under I I know that they're in a bad spot. They hate their gig. They hate their life. But and I'm always I just be quiet and I'm kind and I pay and I split. But when that kind of stuff continues to go on two times in a half hour, just rudeness and stupidity, it sends me over the top. This is why I probably should never leave the house. And when I go out, I should not be armed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> have a hand. Uh, well. three in four of Americans in that they have had some kind of problem with a company in the past year, past year, my ass, past two days, uh, up from 2020 and 2017, uh, a lot. Um, four in ten people have raised their voice to a company rep, my hands raised, in the past year, yesterday, up from this time last year a lot. 17%, this would be me to have, have acted uncivilly toward a company not because of a, of, of a service or a, because of a perceived difference in beliefs or values. That means mask mandates and who can pee in what bathroom, for God's sake. So about half of the people say that they have yelled at people in the store. I feel worse the more I read this. 9% admit to seeking revenge for poor service in <laughs> oh the form of a, of a public attack on social media. Yeah, that'll show them because that yeah, never happens yeah. on social media. Or through badgering, belittling, or threatening an employee. That's up from 2020, 3%. Uh, the next quote, it isn't, it just, I don't, it's, this guy says, I don't want to sound too, 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 you know, up uh, to whatever the word is, uh, Pollyanna, but it's kind of horrifying. Sir, it is more horrifying to watch the clowns that you employ and how they represent you and your company. In a, I had two instances that were so annoying to me and so wrong that I just lost it. And that and is I don't not use profanity in public. I'm not mean to people ever, but those two broads they set me off, and it ruined my entire day, and that's on me. But well, it just—it's ridiculous. That is not a small company, and even if it was, that's no excuse. That is not a small company. They're everywhere, and I know you These won't. Kids don't I, give I'd have a to go to a manager. I'd anything. have to go to a manager. I would. Ugh. Oh. Well, this one chick behind the service desk is always there, and she's a real—I uh, don't know. She's she's just angry. She looks angry. She is angry. She wears shirts with angry stuff on them, oh. which also <laughs> really? should be rediscussed. I thought you had on a, a shirt. That... She oh. had on a, a shirt that was proclaiming her 
her whatever the hell she's proclaiming. I don't want to even get into it because it really isn't about race. It shouldn't be. But these people should be, you know, told to wear a shirt that is a plain shirt, no messages, no guns and roses, no whose lives matter. Just show up, put your apron on, and don't be a dick. Yeah. It's just... It's some of them, or mine, ours in Arlington, you've, they, there's, a, there's a shirt that's, that's blue that represents the, the store, and it's not like you're in plain clothes. I don't think. I think everybody has on the same, like Target, you're, you're a red shirt, plain red. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's, hmm. So I guess I was out of line, but I really don't care. Uh, because, well, first of all, it won't change anything. Um, but if they're going to set up that self self you know lane there to check out and it is moving your stuff down toward the baggage area that would suggest that somebody should be bagging your stuff right uh, kind of I I, don't, there's like yeah, a bar or something it. and this chick is just know. standing there with her finger up her nose doing nothing I bag don't know my if, groceries yeah i don't know if that's a self thing or not i've never used it i you do use the self thing where it doesn't roll and your bet the bag is right there next to it that's what i always use three so. things and i'm quick and it's this whatever, one today was wait. available and it was yeah, rolling sure. down toward the bags yeah yeah we'll put the stuff in the bags the end <laughs> sorry to be know. ugly but you know enough is enough it just gets to be ridiculous all right yeah is that all I think so. Is that, that enough? Money? I guess. I feel kind of, I feel kind of better. Okay, good. So good. Yeah, that'll be $200 for the therapy, Mr. Hall. <laughs> Don't y'all ever run into this kind of stuff? I mean, Wes is mellow, but he can get really angry too. <laughs> I do my own. I avoid everyone who works there and who shops there. And I, and I go in. Well, okay. So... Yes, I avoid it because my husband goes to Kroger and he comes home with bitches. <laughs> he does it. Well, now my oh. wife, uh, I, I, I decided to to jump in and do that, and I have the past month or so. Uh, but she did a a delivery one day and a pickup one day. But I'll be damned if I'll go in there ever again. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I'll uh, go occasionally, but everybody at our, ours is super nice and well, helpful. It, I it don't is, need their it help. It is dumb me. of me to let myself get that worked up over something so small. But then again, it's not small. It's these these ongoing attitudes from people that just is what gets me. I just spent 100 bucks in your store, and you haven't got time to bag my groceries or check them out. It's, they, had, they had two lanes open with real people there and the rest were all self-checkout but yeah it is yeah, i don't know what, i don't about. know i honestly don't know what that thing is for i don't know if it's supposed to be self-bag or or them bag. if it know. is there and it moves the stuff down to where the bags are it is supposed to be you bagged but they, but they had one bagger for the entire store that's the underlying issue because nobody wants to work your Kroger does so. <laughs> well, not when there's a hiring freeze, I guess. I want to thank our friends at Allen's Automotive. There's no hiring freeze there. He's working his butt off today, as he always does. And I thank him for uh, always being uh, there for me and my family and for Wes and all of our friends. He's on Winfield in South Haven, Whitehaven, that area. His shop is, uh, there's a phone number, see, and you got to call it and say, can I come and see you? 
here's what's wrong. He'll say, sure. 332-3279 is where you find Alan, and he will take care of your issues in a timely manner and not overcharge you. He's the best in town. He stays busy, so call him in advance. Don't just show up. 332-3279. In my hand is a bottle of pills. I wish they were something else to calm me down, but they're not. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I bought them yesterday at Wholesale Nutrition in my bi-weekly little you know, journey to that store. It, you're going to need to hear about this, and you're going to want to get some of these things. Uh, it's allergy season. With this weather going up, down, sideways, there's no pollen right now, but uh, there will be. And what this is is one of the things they have for allergies. Uh, the big word, uh, it's Q-U-E-R. C-E-T-I-N, quercetin. Under it, it says um, bromelain and vitamin C. And my reading has learned me that this is maybe the most helpful thing to ward off allergies. And it works in about two days. When you first feel it coming on, you take this for a few days and it makes it all stop. Um, and it is the one of the big things in the allergy um, I guess, world to prevent and to make this stuff calm down and go away. The other one that they have, which is a homeopathic uh, kind of thing, and this is probably cheaper than getting a shot or getting pills. It's called Allercetin, and it is for allergies. And these two products are, are really helpful, and they uh, provide relief from what we most of us endure in the spring and the fall, spring especially. Quercetin, look it up. It's on their website, as is Allercetin. And they're both in there at their store on Goodman Road in South Haven between Chulahoma and Gitwell. WholesaleNutrition.com. We thank all of our sponsors. We appreciate them. We appreciate you, and thank you for listening to us, bitch, and tell stories. And we'll have more of those tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Text if you'd like. 878-9420 is where you do all that. And uh, beyond that, ah, uh, what a nice old tune this is. We'll leave you with this. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. This is Drake Digital.